Hello everyone, welcome to Confessional Outcomes with BJ and today will be another episode with me and I am going to speak on the death of a loved one. Okay, so with my death of a loved one would be, I'm going to speak about losing my mother and the effects it had on me throughout the years and still does and it's been 16 years. Um, so, um, I had quite a few deaths in my family, um, before my mom passed, but something about that mother passing was the, <laughs> the end to all, like it, it, it hit so hard and broke my heart so bad. And I don't know if it's because our mothers carry us that made it or, you know, what it was. Cause me and my mom growing up, we didn't have the best relationship, um, mainly my fault, but I mean, my mom had her faults as well, but we just didn't get along at all. And um, she found out that, you know, she had pancreatic cancer and that she didn't have much time to live. And they only gave her a couple months and she lived two weeks shy of being a year. And during that time, we became close, very close, um, closer than we ever have the whole time I was growing up and I mean I was in my 30s when she passed and um we talked about things and why we didn't you know get along and the things that I did wrong and the things that she did wrong and you know we opened up and we both admitted our faults and everything but um it it, it was just so hard and you know when she passed away it you know, it was just like a piece of me that just left and it just couldn't be replaced. No matter what I tried to replace it with, it it just wouldn't, you know, there was nothing I could find that could replace my mom, you know, um, no friendships, no relationships, no, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, nothing could just uh, replace it. And, you know, it was really hard to explain. And I would always hear people say, you know, the loss of your mom is, you know, something that you could never get over. And I used to think, okay, well, you know, everybody has to pass away. We all have to die someday. And, you know, it's part of life. We lose people in our lives. But I felt it once it actually happened. It was something that, you know, really took its toll on me mentally and physically. And just starting from the first day that she passed away and it was just, you know, knowing and hearing the words and, you know, the hospital that she was at wasn't the best of hospitals that, you know, being compassionate, it was pretty much, you know, she passed away in the ICU and it was like, here's a piece of paper, figure out a funeral home that you can get her to like in the next couple hours because we need her body out of here. So that started with... (laughs) not being the best, you know, scenario because that that's rough. And I think that, you know, a lot of these hospitals should work in some type of compassion with it. But, you know, just over the days, I had never planned a funeral and I was there alone. Um, the time I was dating someone and, you know, he went with me, but he had never even lost anybody close to him in all the years he had been alive. So, you know, he had no idea of what he was doing. And I remember going in there and just everything just seemed like it was just a a nightmare. Like, you know, like I was going to wake up and it was going to be all over and I couldn't concentrate. And then as the days went on, you know, it felt like, okay, I, I, I can handle this. You know, it's going to be hard, but, you know, when the funeral comes, I can handle this. And it just, there's people that came up to me and was like, oh, you know, I was there. I see, And I don't even remember people being there. It was just like I was in a twilight zone. Like I, I 
didn't know anything. I just sat, you know, emotionless, just sit there, couldn't even think straight. But the effects it had on me afterwards were bad. They, it was horrible. Um, it killed the relationship I was in. Um, I said and did things in that relationship that would drive anybody away, but especially um, someone who had never dealt with that type of situation. And I always look back over the years and for many years, I blamed him. Like, how could he walk away? How could he, you know, just think that, you know, it was okay to walk away from somebody that was dealing with this. But over the years, I thought, and I understood why he just walked away. I mean, I, w- I was evil. I, I just hated life. I hated everything about it. I hated getting up in the morning. Um, my mom was a big um, enabler. So um, I had never paid bills. I paid with cash, but I would always give her the money and, you know, she would figure out how to, you know, go and pay them. So, you know, when she passed away, I'm like, well, who do I give my money to? Like, how do I make a doctor's appointment? She always did those things for me. And it was very hard trying to become an adult because she always made it to where she did everything for us. Um, I didn't know how to do anything. And I was just completely lost. I was scared. Um, I think the biggest thing with it was I was angry. I was mad. How can how can God take her away from me? And, you know, she did so much for me and, you know, this and that and the other. And, you know, it's so unfair. You know, I, in my heart, I felt, okay, they have a cure for cancer. Why couldn't they cure my mom? And, you know, it, just so full of anger and rage that I just, like I said, I hated everything, including myself. And I, you know, just to wake up every day was a struggle. And I would just be so mean to him, like just thinking back at some of the conversations we would have. I mean, it's something something as simple as he would wake up and say, good morning. I'm like, how the fuck is it a good morning? You know, so to say that, I mean, I I, want to say that it took me many years to realize that he was not at fault. (laughs) I was the one at fault. And it took me a lot of years to admit that even after I realized that I was at fault, it took me a lot of years to admit that I was at fault. And then the other things that it, I mean, it made it hard to even um, have a relationship with my daughter. I mean, we struggled. And as much as I'd say, you know, I I don't want to have a bad relationship with my daughter because, you know, me and my mom had a bad relationship and I don't want it to become a good relationship once I'm you know, we find out that, you know, I'm passing away or something like that, or to never even get that because, you know, some people don't get to mend those um, situations because they don't know and they, you know, they're killed in car accidents or, you know, they pass away in their sleep or whatever. And I would always say I didn't want that. But for some reason, I fought that relationship with my daughter. And sometimes I think it was because I didn't want to have that closeness I didn't want to even still to this day, I catch myself doing that. Like having a relationship with anybody is a struggle because you don't want to get that closeness because you don't want it to go away. And it's hard to explain to people that's really never been through that, who's lost someone really that close. You don't want to get that closeness with other people because you don't want to lose it. And some people's just like, oh, you know, it's, it's part of life. And it's like, yeah, but you still have your mom. And, you know, you it's hard for you to sit and tell me how I'm supposed to feel. But at the same time, I it has to be a two way street. You have to understand how they feel. They You have to understand that they have not lost that parent. They haven't lost that mom. And I think a lot of people 
struggle with that day in and day out. Um, once they lose their mom, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to explain to other people. This is what we go through. This is what we have to deal with. This is what we wake up to every day. And, you know, you'll have people who you'll see on Facebook and stuff and they're taking pictures with their mom and, you know, Oh, I got my mom today and mother's day. And, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And, and in one part you're happy for them, but in the next part, you're so angry because you don't have yours here. And you try to say, Oh, that's, you know, that's a good thing. But for them, you know, you still have your mom and this, and, you know, you get to go out to dinner with her, you get to treat her to things and all these things. And, you know, it's hard to even look at those pictures or those videos or reply to those comments or pictures or videos or to to even feel joy for them because you're so hurt that you don't have yours and it's a struggle every time to 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 tell yourself that you can't be angry because somebody else has what you don't have you know be happy that they're getting to enjoy that time um but it is a big struggle and i think you know people who have lost especially like i said their mom um can relate to that. It is a struggle. And, you know, I've seen it sometimes where people's like, well, you know, enjoy your mom because, you know, I don't have mine no more. And, and people look at it as being, you know, mean or something. And, and I don't think that it's really that those people are coming across as being mean intentionally. You know, it sounds like they're being mean or they're being, you know, hateful or, you know, any, you know, whatever the feelings they're feeling. But it's not meant to come out like that. It's just their own struggles to deal with it. They don't have it. It hurts. It, It's a horrible feeling to sit and wonder, you know, what if they were still here? What would I be able to do with them? The things that I would be able to do now that I couldn't do then. And, you know, it it's hard. And, you know, you, you have to put yourself in those people's shoes and say, you know, okay, I get it. And um, the things that you just struggle with on a day to day, you know, you you fight those, those people trying to get close to you, you fight those people, you know, wanting to show you different things, you know, well, you know, look at this, my mom did this, or, you know, my mom helped me with this. And we're just like, you know, we have nobody. But to say all that with mine, I mean, I didn't really have a whole lot of family out there that I could turn to. Um, I had a few, um, but it was it was a big struggle because you felt like you were so alone. And I think even with having those people out there, um, cousins, you know, I still have my grandmother on my dad's side. And, you know, I still had people that I could turn to, but you didn't want to. You know, you just wanted you wanted your mom and it made you feel so alone and so scared in the world. And I can relate to that with other people. And I've even had conversations with other people where they go through that same exact feeling of, you know, they they don't want to get close to anybody else. They don't want to open up to anybody else. They just want their mom. You know, mom fixed everything. You could call mom no matter what. And my mom was the type that. It didn't matter that I was in my 30s. She still, you know, I had to call when I left for work. I had to call when I got to work. I had to call when I got home from work. I had to call before I went to bed. I had to call when I woke up. You know, she was just and if you didn't, she came looking for you or she was blowing your phone up or, you know, whatever. And I used to be like, God, this is so embarrassing. And, you know, I hate that, you know, she does this and everything. And then I would find myself 
years even after she passed away, but especially within the first couple months of looking at my phone and missing those calls. And I tell everybody when they say, oh, my mom's aggravating or my mom's getting on my nerves or, you know, my mom does this. You're going to miss those things when she's gone. You're going to wish she was that aggravating mom who was always nagging you and, you know, calling you and wanting to go do things with you and, you know, and stuff like that. Or, you know, I even missed my mom cussing about the guys that I would date and, you know, those things. It's like you don't realize that you're going to miss those things once they're gone. And so this episode was just to let people know who have lost their mom that somebody gets it. Somebody gets that you're feeling that way. Somebody gets that you're struggling with, you know, the things that, you know, and like I said, it's been with my mom. It's been 16 years and every day just seems like it's, it's just like, it's still the same day. Like if I could go back and just touch her and fill her and, you know, and one thing that a lot of people don't know about me is I still have the clothes that my mom had on the day that she walked into that hospital that she passed away. I have them in a closed up, um, container. Um, and there's days that I pull them clothes out and just get in the smell of my mom. Cause that smell is still on there because I put them in that closed up container. I can still smell her just getting to smell those clothes puts a smile on my face. Sometimes it makes it happy, sad tears, but at the same time, it makes me feel that she's right there with me. And I've had like one of my exes, he used to be, oh, that's crazy. Get rid of those things and this and that and the other. And I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't understand because you don't have your mom. You may think that it's crazy, but have that one thing that you can cherish, cherish about your mom and hold on to it and be able to go back to it. And even though it may make you feel sad, it's going to make you feel complete and happy and feel that she's right there with you. And I, you know, in 16 years, like I said, I kept it in that container sealed. And the only time I open it is when I want to feel her right there when I'm really, really struggling with it. And I'll pull it out and I'll just hold them and smell them. And I can still smell my mom on those clothes. And it's a comforting feeling. And like I said, there's people out there that'll be like, oh, that's crazy. That's insane. It's not. I used to be kind of embarrassed to say it because I would think that people's going to think bad about me. I don't care because this is what makes me feel good. It's not that I'm crazy. It's not that I'm obsessed. Like I said, there's been times that those clothes are sitting there for two years and I just I know they're there. I know that I can go to them anytime I want, but sometimes I just need that time to go to it. Um, I think I kind of compare it to, okay, you know, people, if they're, if that person's cremated, they keep that person in a urn and they just go and, you know, sometimes people just want to look at that urn and people want to do, you know, feel it, touch it, anything, just because they know that, you know, that loved one's in there. Um, and I just want to say that at any time anybody would feel, you know, stressed out, depressed, upset, or anything like that and needed to talk about the loss of a loved one. I mean, I 
I'm always open to doing that. Uh, and like I said, it, it, it's hard if you have nobody to turn to, if, you know, the people in your life haven't lost somebody and it makes it hard. And um, I look at people like my grandmother. My grandmother has lost all of her children. She's lost two husbands. Um, she has a ton of grandkids and great grandkids, but she, you know, she she lost her children and you know, her parents and, you know, everybody has just gone. And it's like, damn, how does that woman deal with that every single day? You know, losing all of her kids, her husbands are, you know, it's just like all her family is just, you know, just grandkids and uh, great grandchildren. I mean, she has a few nieces, nephew, you know, she's got all that kind of stuff. But it's just like, how does she survive all these years and, and still go on? And, you know, there was days I would just look at her like she just has a smile on her face. But I know deep down inside it's it's a struggle for her. And, you know, I stayed with her for a bit of time and we had a lot of conversations about, you know, how she felt about it and how she dealt with it. And there was days when I would sit there and look like, why didn't I come and talk to her years ago, you know? And it's, you know, I, I, it's, it's a hard thing to deal with. Um, and I feel for the people that have to go through it. I couldn't imagine, um, having to, <laughs> I, I can't imagine how she feels is what I'm saying, because it feels like, yeah, she has her grandkids and her great grandkids, but she's lost the major people in her life, like the, you know, the, the children, the husbands, you know, her parents, she's lost all that and can still go on. But talking to her, I got how she felt and she's, you know, she's someone that can keep it in. She puts up a smile, but deep down inside, she's, you know, it's, it breaks her heart. And I envy that because sometimes I look and like, I wish I could be that person because sometimes I can't hold that emotion in. I can't smile when I'm angry. I can't smile when I'm sad and make people think that everything's okay when it's really and truly not, you know? And so I will end it with just saying that, you know, I get it. Um, I'm sure there's lots of people out there that get it. But if you're someone that's struggling really hard, know that there's people out there who who's going through that same exact thing and they and they feel that same thing that you're feeling and don't let somebody who's not who's never had to feel that tell you that it's not right to feel that way or make you feel like there's something wrong with you mentally because you're feeling that way. No, there would be something wrong with you mentally if you didn't have that emotion. There, I mean, if you just had this blank emotion where you're just not even caring at all about something, then there's something wrong with you. I mean, we're we're human. We're supposed to feel emotion. And it reminds me of a show that I've been watching lately, and it's called The Oval. And on there, I struggle every time with, you know, the first lady, which is, you know, the oval is about the White House and, you know, the first lady and the president. And the first lady is just like, don't care about her kids at all in this. And it's like, 
wow, okay, Tyler Perry, you know, you wrote this. Did you see this? Did you, you know, did this happen in somebody's life? Like, how did you come up with this woman saying the things she does about her children? And, you know, she's just so evil and stuff. Did, you know, did you grow up with somebody who had a family member like that to be able to write like that? Because, I mean, she's just so, you know, every little thing she's like, I don't care about that little bastard, you know, and it's like that with both of her children. And it's just like, wow there's something seriously wrong with that woman because no matter what someone has done for to you you still have to have compassion for that person you know and especially if it's your kid somebody you gave birth to and I admire his writing and you know but it's just like I want to get in the mind of him like did you did, is this something that you lived through in your family or is it, you know, just something you heard about or a story somebody told you? And because I just couldn't imagine somebody being that evil towards somebody that they gave birth to. Um, so with saying that, it's like that is the people who have the problems. So if somebody tells you that, you know, that's not normal for you to feel that way. It is normal. It's abnormal to not have that feeling. Now, if you just laid in bed all day, you know, and, and the depression ate you up, then I could see, okay, maybe you need you need a little bit of counseling or something to get you through. Um, I did go through that period after my mom died. Like I, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to do work. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to have fun because I felt my mom can't do any of this. So um, you will go through periods like that. It's when when it becomes a problem is when you continue to allow that to continue to happen. So with that being said, I would say that if you're somebody out there struggling years after and you know you've went through that depression where it's just continued on for a long period of time I would seek some type of help not saying that you have a mental problem just saying that you may need someone to talk to because some people don't have anybody to talk to that you know could guide them and make them feel better but some of us deal with it for a couple of weeks and then we're like, okay, snap out of this. So with that being said, I would just try to uh, stay strong and remember that you have people out there. It may not be family. It may not be friends. It may not be somebody you even know, but there's people out there who are feeling that same feelings that you're feeling and are more than willing to have a discussion with you to let you know that you're not the only one feeling that hurt and that pain and everything that you're going through. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to end this and I'm going to say that confessionaloutcomes at gmail.com. I can always be reached on there. Um, TikTok, I'm on there. <laughs> I'm on Facebook. Um, so we can always just shoot me an email. We can have discussions like that. Um, 
I look forward to anybody who wants to be on the podcast all the time. I'm open to um, doing interviews with anybody. Your subject, we'll just sit and have a conversation like I'm having a conversation with you and discuss things. I mean, so if you're looking forward to that, just shoot me an email at confessionaloutcomes at gmail.com and we will get you on. All right, everybody have a wonderful day.